This is the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, November 30th. It's a Wednesday, Corey. We made it. Happy Wednesday. We we got halfway through the week. I think uh, I think we deserve an award for that. Halfway through the week and the end of the month. We, I, there's one month left. Yeah. In the year. That's pretty cool. I mean... We're ba- we're basically to December with how uh, cold it's gotten now. It didn't take it. Uh, it switched quickly. Yeah, it sure did. Say, um, we had a little conversation about this yesterday. Okay, uh, off the air, and I w- I just wanted to throw it out into the world here uh, in this moment. Um, and I don't really know where this is going, so just bear with me for a second. Mm-hmm. We spent a, a lot of time yesterday talking about St. Thomas. Yes, and the Tommies. How, and how they are the other Division One athletics program in the state. Full Division One, in Full every- Division One, right. Obviously, hockey, uh, there's some hot, like, But one of the things we talked about was, like, how is it, like, Minnesota Duluth, Mankato, St. Cloud State. Like, how did one of those not make a full transition by this point? And the answer is probably because they're a public school. And St. Thomas, out of nowhere, makes the move from D3 to D1. Money's a little more prevalent in the, in you know, private liberal arts. Um, how long before people around the entire state are talking about and referring to St. Thomas in the same way as uh, the U of M, for example, right? Because they're going to be D1 in literally everything. There's going to be a... uh, We're going to be watching highlights uh, on CBS of March Madness of of St. Thomas like we did with St. Peter's last year in this in this little gym in the in the middle of the metro you know what i mean mm-hmm. like cuz right now it still feels a little weird doesn't it i i know i know they're a part of it and i'm not i'm i don't mean to take away from what it is and what the athlete i'm just saying i've just known it my whole life as a division 3 school it, it i always have to remind myself Oh yeah, that's right. That's Division One. This is like legitimately, this is legitimate. Uh, yeah. are, are we there? And it like, and what does St. Thomas do to the Gophers? What does it do maybe to like NDSU? What kind of impact do you think it's going to have? You know, it's a really fascinating question, and we've talked about this a bunch off air. Uh, is one St. Thomas is making that transition just fine from Division oh, Three. Yeah. To Division One, it's actually unprecedented how s- seamless that's been. Like they, their football team was nine and one this season. Now I've been informed by people who are in the FCS football community that their conference isn't particularly strong. Sure, but they went from Division Three to Division One, and they're doing just fine. They were Division One last year in football, and they were had a respectable like five hundred record. Right. So that they didn't all of a sudden get. 100 Division One players. These are a lot of guys who were on the Division Three tournament runs for St. Thomas. So right. in terms of football, uh, they've made the transition seamlessly. Uh, men's basketball, by the way, they've gotten some big Twin Cities recruits already. Yep. Like that, You talk about how they challenge the University of Minnesota. For basketball especially, they're going to challenge the Gophers. Right. They're going to... Conference isn't the Big Ten, which is the one thing the Gophers will always have is being in that major conference. 
But in terms of basketball, it doesn't matter. If anything, it's easier. Because then you say, you know what, we got a chance to win our league every year. The, and the Valley is a good basketball conference, men's and women's. Right. So for basketball, I I mean, this well, is... Well, not, not, there's not two tiers of it, right? Like yeah. there is in football. we got the FBS, the FCS, whatever. In basketball, there is they a... They can be on the CBS selection show. You get to make it. You just get to make it. Um, and if you get one good guy or you have, you know, you start four seniors... Yeah. That's going to be good for you. And by the way, St. Thomas can't compete in any NCAA tournament until 2026. That's their probation for getting into Division One. Sure. So we're, so the Tommies aren't going to be rolling into March Madness anytime soon. NDSU is fine in terms of their, and SDSU in terms of their football runs right now uh, because St. Thomas can't compete. Do you think, but, do you think, St. Thomas, the growth of St. Thomas will impact the University of Minnesota more or NDSU and SDSU more? I it depends because NDSU is made and SDSU have made their bread and butter off of kids in the western half of Minnesota who the Gophers are like, ah, eh, we don't think you're a Big Ten football player. And they're like, we will take you with open arms. And then they ride off a decade of, I mean, NDSU, a decade of championships. But SDSU has been one of their rivals Arguably the last decade. the second best team in the nation for that well, entire time. They're number one this year in the tournament. <laughs> right. So, like, they, they've built some good football programs. I don't know what exactly the makeup of it is. But I think the Gophers don't. The problem with the Gophers is they never really football is a different story than basketball. But in terms of football, they never really have went to those in-state recruits. And St. Thomas now gives them an avenue uh, in football. I don't know how much it's going to change. I think it's going to be bigger for NDSU and SDSU, uh, just get because they're at that FCS level. Um, but even in hockey. I mean, how big is St. Thomas being Division One in hockey for in-state recruiting in Minnesota? You're a kid in the Twin Cities, and the Gophers aren't. The Gophers haven't reached out to you, but St. Thomas does. Do you want to go all the way up to Bemidji? Do you want to go down to Mankato, up to Duluth, over to St. Cloud, or do you want to stay in the Twin Cities and play hockey there for a Division One team in St. Thomas? They're playing in a high school rink right now. They're playing in a small gym for basketball. Football, all of those are going to need renovate. Like, they're getting a new arena. That's going to happen. They're working on it right now. So, like, they're going to get upgraded facilities. They're going to get all this kind of stuff. It's going to be it's going to be fascinating how this impacts everything. I think it's really good that Minnesota gets another Division One program. I think the Tommies are going to be good because, like you said, they have the infrastructure to do it, meaning they have money. Like, that's just, it allows them to get resources right. and allows them to do all the things that, St. Cloud State and Bemidji State and uh, UMD and all this kind of stuff. So there are six, really get. six Division One hockey programs in the state. Yep. Grand Forks ain't too far away. Grand, uh, Augustana, by the way, in Sioux Falls, they're going Division One in hockey as well. Augustana's going D1 hockey. And they're, they're the same way as St. Thomas. They have money, and they are willing to spend on the athletic department. Depending on your proximity to the Wisconsin border, Madison isn't that far away. Like, mm-hmm. man alive. Man, but also, if there's going to be any place in the entire country where there's an overabundance of Division One hockey programs... It's this area. It would make sense that it comes from the state that produces more professional hockey players than any other state. It just <laughs> might as well happen that way. Right. Uh, yeah, so, I mean, 
it's a fascinating discussion. And we have uh, St. Thomas women, by the women's basketball, by the way. Yeah. Uh, they're, they got some nice pieces as well. They're still kind of rebuilding. I'm impartial. I have family that plays on that team. But like, sure. They're, they're going to be. They're, they're Shout gonna, out Ellie, by the way. Henning Hornets stand up. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, I mean, it's. I, I think they're going to come along. I just think St. Thomas has the infrastructure, meaning they have money, but not just money because the University of Minnesota has money. But it's the willingness, and this can be good or bad. I'm not saying that a university is good if they spend on sports or bad if they don't spend on sports or whatever, but St. Thomas has a clear directive. We're going D1, and we're going to swing at this thing. And I think the University of Minnesota, the biggest way it impacts them in all the sports is They've never really had a clear-cut Division One challenger, and now they do in St. Thomas in their own town. So that's well, gonna it, hopefully it, it makes some kind of hopefully it makes the University of Minnesota want to rise up to that. And it never quite made sense to have Iowa have Iowa and Iowa. Iowa's State. three Division One programs and you and I, right? Like, how is that possible? Like, Wisconsin's got a couple, but. You know, like Milwaukee, I don't think has all Marquette. the sports. Marquette does Green Bay, like they're Division One, but they don't have all the. It's basically Madison, and then everyone else is a Division Three school. But uh, NDSU, UND, SDSU, USD, like all these states around us have more than one program, and and Minnesota never did, and I. I don't know everything that goes into it. I know it's more than just population. South Dakota will have three, by the way, because Augustana is going D1 and everything. Oh, they are they yeah. are going that way? Yep. So, um, I don't know, man. It's just, it's just weird. Uh, it was always strange to me that Minnesota wasn't in that. And it's a strange mix then to have now like, oh, the other one is going to be St. Thomas. Like you can, you could throw a rock to the St. Thomas campus from the University of Minnesota. Like yeah, they're they're neighbors with each other. On top of it, is a bit of a wild concept to me, but it makes sense. It was about time it happened. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing with Minnesota, why it hasn't happened, is just Minnesota has a bigger population and it's spread out through Division Two schools. There's not a lot of Division Two schools in South Dakota or. Correct. Or North Dakota, or I mean, there's no Division two schools in Wisconsin. Correct. So, like, I think that's Even where lacrosse should be. Yeah, it's and probably Eau Claire. It's distributed even more evenly, I think, throughout the state. Whereas NDSU and UND, like Fargo and Grand Forks, are the towns in that state. So, like, it's just the popular. Like, it right. just works out that way. Right. Uh, but that's not an excuse for Minnesota. That's just what the situation on the ground is. Anyway, uh, yeah. So. Roll Toms, I guess, except for this weekend because they're playing my Bemidji State Beavers and men's hockey. So uh, I hope they lose this weekend by 11 bajillion goals. Uh, I think that's fair. I think it's fair. Uh, I hope they tie because who cares? <laughs> we, hey, we need those points, man, for the pairwise. Uh, so uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, quickly, yep. uh, we'll just touch on this because we talked a lot about the Wolves already. I got plenty of time here. So Carl Anthony Towns out four to six weeks. Yep. Uh I mean, it's good news because initially everybody's like, is he done for the year? So for him to only be out a month and a half is a good news, about as good a news as you can get. Yep. But we're going to find out some questions about these Timberwolves, Corey. I have, uh, I, I, I don't know that this is going to be true. Um, just like I didn't know if the signing of Rudy Gobert was going to be bad. 
right? I I wasn't sure, but I had there were some ing, there were some things in my brain that were like mm, this seems like a weird fit to me, and uh, now one of those weird fit pieces is out four to six weeks. I think there's a world where in six weeks the Timberwolves are playing the best basketball of their season, and it's not because Carl is out. It's because the fit with one big makes more sense. They're going to be able to play a little faster just by nature of putting someone in the game who's faster. Um, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know that that's going to be true. Uh, they might have to just try harder because Carl's out and they rely on him to do a lot of scoring. <laughs> and they're going to have to make it up in other ways. But um, I'll be fascinated to see how this goes. There's, Like I said, there's a world where at the end of the six weeks, the Timberwolves could be really humming along. Yeah, and it's addition by subtraction, but not subtraction of cat. It's subtraction of two centers. Yeah, two set like that's so it'll be an interesting dynamic. I think it would have been the same if Gobert got hurt. Yeah. I think if Gobert got hurt, it would have been the same sort of like this could pick up what the Timberwolves are trying to do. Because everybody said it. The Wolves are one of the slowest teams in transition this year. When teams want to go fast, the Wolves are just slow. And it, yeah. and in the NBA, everybody loves to play fast. Yeah. The Wolves zigged when everybody else zagged. And there's still time. And we've talked about this before. Uh, you mentioned Austin Rivers, the, the bench player for the Wolves. He commented on the team's Instagram post after their last loss. And basically, wasn't the Rudy Gobert style of like, hey, man, don't boo us. You need to just blindly support us. That's not what he's saying. Austin Rivers was saying, Hey guys, this is frustrating. We know it's frustrating. We're, we're gonna as, figure yeah, this. We're as frustrated as you are. Stick with us. I promise it's gonna get better. It was just like a, like a grandfatherly advice. <laughs> it's a, it's like Jake Odorizzi in 2019 for the Twins when they lost first place for Cleveland for like a week, and everybody was freaking out. And he just kind of said, "We're a good baseball team, and we're gonna show you that we're not panicking." And that's kind of the thing with Austin Rivers is like he's telling the fans to be patient without like school marming them, which I think is a very smart play. Well, um, we had the uh, the discussion about another topic yesterday too, but like not telling people what they need to think, but just like encouraging people in their own line of thinking. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think we're going to be good. You have to tr- like, trust me here. I think we're look, And I am aware that how much this is not fun to watch. It certainly isn't fun to play. It certainly isn't fun to lose. But we think there's something here. Just hold on here a little bit. And giving them till Christmas, I think, is totally fair. Yep. December 1st tomorrow. Uh, hey, Corey, did you uh, see there's a Marine veteran who chugged beer out of a prosthetic leg at a Lakers game? No. Yeah, that's a thing that happened. A U.S. Marine Corvette was the star of the show at the Laker game on Monday night when she filled her prosthetic leg with beer and chugged it on the Jumbotron. I don't know. This might be sexist of me, but I wasn't expecting you to say she. No, it was a she. Nice. And she chugged. Oh, I don't know how big the prosthetic leg is, but... Uh, das Boot, you mean? <laughs> it won her fan of the game, and it came with an $100 gift card so she could fill like a quarter of her prosthetic leg up with beer at the Laker game. That's exciting. Way to go. That's about the only thing happening good at Staples Center right now. (laughs) Uh, She was in the U.S. Department of Defense Warrior Games, and she won silver medals in 100 and 200-meter wheelchair races. So 
Good for her. And she's just chugging beer out of her prosthetic, huh? Chugging beer out of her prosthetic leg. That's cool. That's uh, yeah, not something you see every day. Do you think you could do that, or do you think it smelled too much? Like, could you get over the taste, or do you think you're really tasting it if you're just chugging it? I'll be honest. I don't. I don't want to um, think about it. I I could, because I could. I'll drink. I mean, it's beer. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. But I'm not like. I don't have my own prosthetic leg, and I hope to never. <laughs> And I don't want to disrespect someone else's prosthetic leg. <laughs> it would be more out of a, could I do it? Yes. Do I don't want to be the guy who's like drinking beer out of somebody else's leg. That's fair. That's weird. Hey, high school sports, uh, full slate of action started last night with girls basketball, also boys hockey. Go. Everyone. Go everyone. <laughs> Go everyone. I had a chance to see that uh, uh, the Henning girls last night play Purim. It was a really fun game back and forth. Purim came out on top. Uh, I thought Henning played really well in that game. Purim, obviously, a, a nice program, especially in 2A. Uh, so for the Henning girls to come out and have as good of a, a game as they did, it was at home. Uh, I thought they played really good defense. I know the 69 points. Uh, might not show that, but I thought, especially in the first half, I thought they played really good help defense. I thought they did all that stuff really well. Uh, they just didn't come out with the win. Uh, but that's a nice game for the Henning Hornets, who should have a, a pretty nice team this year. And obviously there's other teams around the region who will contest to that. Wadena got a win last night. Um, the Monaga girls are um, have a strong team again. So, there, I mean, there's a, a lot of teams across the region who are in girls' basketball. It'll be a fun Park Region Conference season to watch. I'm excited to follow it, and Corey is too, as we we have our broadcast schedule that's up on Hubbard Radio Wadena, or excuse me, that's on at WadenaRadio.com as well. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Wednesday, November 30th. Kristen here, reminding you not to do things. What I mean is, with same-day delivery for everything from gifts to groceries, you only have to do the things you want to do. To not do the other things, visit Shipt.com. That's S-H-I-P-T.com. The Premier League soccer season is heating up. Turn to Betting Weekly English Premier League on the Bet Rivers Network for the best bets and analysis for this week's features. Subscribe to Betting Weekly Premier League today wherever you get your podcasts. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider.